0: Welcome everybody to Podcast Today for July 27th, 2016. We are already nearly through July, which is kind of terrifying. How y'all doing today? I hope you're doing well. If you're not doing well, I hope something leads to you doing better. My cold is nearly gone. I'm like, like 75-80% there, more or less. I went up a flight of stairs today and was like nearly on the floor afterwards, so I'm still quite, quite breathless, but you know... Yeah, I can give out about other things. Quick update, I did an episode reviewing New Super Mario Bros. U the other week, and I just finished that game close enough to, as close to 100% as I'm going to get, because I rarely run 100% any game, because I feel it's pointless. Collect this one, these 900 things in our open world, and then we will give you 100% and a trophy that gets you nothing else. No, just no. The reason I finished the Mario game is because you unlock levels if you collect those things, which, you know... I'm okay with unlocking levels. That's my biggest pet peeve with modern games. It's like, oh, collectibles and, and unlockables and trophies, and you, you put all this work into do, getting this trophy, and the trophy gets you nothing in the game. They, they say economics is built on incentives. Well, give me an incentive to finish your game 100%, and I might actually do it. But yeah, I finished the game as close to 100% as, as, as I'm willing to go, and that, that's a good game. And you can actually see most of the creativity comes out in the the kind of the final world, the extra levels. There's an extra nine levels at the end of the game. And you can see kind of a lot of the ideas that people invented in Mario Maker. There's like P-switch jumping levels and there's levels where you have to follow a, a Koopa shell to make sure it does what you want it to do. And, and just generally more difficult levels and levels with ice mechanics built around swinging hammery things. But yeah, it's a really good game. A game you should play if you have a Wii U. If you don't have a Wii U, what have you been doing? In fairness, most people don't have Wii U's. But still, what have you been doing? Wii U's a good console. It has a lot of great games. But today's episode is is another wandering through Wikipedia. Today we are talking about lists of sexually active popes. I know, I know what you're thinking. Popes shouldn't be sexually active. They take a vow of celibacy. Well, unfortunately, people some popes have broken their vow of celibacy. I know. It's a shocker that the that the the popes are not above reproach but nonetheless and because those relationships were undertaken outside the bond of matrimony not only were they breaking their celibacy it's considered a mortal sin oh popes there is a surprisingly long list for example St Peter Pope Hormisus Pope Adrian the 2nd Pope John as I do my Roman numerals 17 Pope Clement IV and Pope Honorius the 4th they were all married this was i think during the period where popes could get married yeah the the celibacy requisite was introduced in 1139 uh, the last two the last two i mentioned there were married in the the 1200s so you know they're breaking the pope's laws typical of the pope laying down laws and then not following their own laws I should preface this. I've, I have no problem with religion. I'm not one of these people that hates religion. That's the reason I don't like atheists. It's like, if, if I were to classify my own personal religious views, they would veer, or like, beliefs. They would veer closest to atheism. But I don't like atheists. I feel they lack tolerance and understanding of other people. And so I, I'm reluctant to, to refer to myself as an atheist. A number of, of popes have fathered illegitimate children. Pope Pius II. Very pious of him. Hey, <laughs> Pope Innocent VIII. Wasn't innocent in the end, was he? Well hey. Pope Clement the Seventh. I can't think of a witty thing to say about Pope Clement. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and none of them were married. They had kids. Pius had at least two. Innocent had at least two. And and Clement only had the one. So, you know, Clement Clement isn't bad. But that's before they took the Holy Orders, in fairness. Popes who who fought their children after taking the holy orders, you know. Ooh that's a little a little more dicey. Like Pope Julius II, Pope Paul the Third, Pope Gregory the Thirteenth. cursed Roman numerals. Put numbers and Pope Leo Twelve. The only reason I know how to read Roman numerals is because of Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy Games taught me how to read Roman numerals. And of course the 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 the, the holy grail of, of the sexual active popes. Popes alleged to be sexually active during the pontificate. Pope Sergius III, Pope John ten, Pope John Twelve, John Johns were very into this. Johns were like, yep, yeah, who cares? Pope Benedict Nine, Pope Paul II, Pope Sixtus the Fourth couldn't be sixthus the sixth, could it? Because that would be at least a nice bit of wordplay. Nah, sixthus the fourth. I wonder how many sixthus there has been. I wonder. I, I'm not sure how pope names work. I'm not sure they're set to a limited number of names you can choose. I wonder what my pope name would be. Pope Barney the Dinosaur. That's not bad. Or, or Pope T Rex. Pope T-Rex. I'd go Pope T-Rex. Raptor claws. Raptor claws for days. There, there is actually <laughs> descriptions of of all of their their supposed sexual endeavors. Some of these, in fairness, the, the, some of these sexual activities are disputed. You know, so to, to give these these some of these popes the benefit of the doubt. Like Pope John the twelfth was accused of adultery and incest. He had a collection of women apparently to testify about his adultery, which they did not see with their own eyes. Uh, they say they knew with the certainty that they didn't see with their own eyes. You can't prove anything, can you? He had fornicated with the widow of Raynor, with Stefana, his, his father's concubine, the widow of Anna, and with his own niece. Oh, and there was no limits for him. And he made the sacred palace into a whorehouse. <laughs> oh, popes. Sources report that he died eight days after being stricken by paralysis while in the act of adultery. Others, that he was killed by the jealous husband while in the act of committing adultery. Popes are great. Benedict was, ooh, Benedict was a nasty piece of work. Rapes and unspeakable acts. He resigned the office to get married. So he's like, screw this. I want a wife. Ooh, Paul II, in his little little bit on his escapades, thought to have died of indigestion arising from eating melon. Though detractors insisted that he died while engaging in sodomy with a page. Pope Leo X was accused of homosexuality Hypocrites. They posed it for so long. Popes were having sex with guys for so long. God damn it, this is in the 1500s. So yeah, there you have popes having sex. They've been doing it for a while now. Maybe they're still doing it now. That's a note I want to end on, actually. The, the proviso at the very top of this list of sexually active popes. This list is incomplete. You can help by expanding it. So, if you know about any other popes, if you have any scoops on some sexually active popes, let Wikipedia know. Update the page. You can listen to new episodes of podcasts today, every single day at SoundCloud.com forward slash TWSKK, and also new episodes of the weekend show every week. You can subscribe. You can subscribe. God damn it, words. You can subscribe on iTunes, search for TWS Network, you can subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at GartKidney, G A O R E T T K I D N E Y. Thanks for listening, and bye bye.